0: Are we all recording? That's just really worth double checking, isn't it? Because so much can go wrong with this podcast. Let's just double check. Are the numbers going round and everything, Pete? You happy?
1: <laughs> 12 seconds in.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. David, uh, do you think you're recording? 17 seconds oh, in. you know you're recording. You're a pro.
1: You're yeah. a pro. He's, he's tech savvy. Yeah. Tech savvy, Ned. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pete,
0: first, jo- first race as a DS, right? First, is this a first I race did as a DS? First
1: stage race as a DS, yeah.
0: First stage race? And podium, straight qu- away, qu- huh? Qu- the uh, not so bad, <laughs> eh? <laughs> That's <ass, laughs> normal. The, the, it was a
1: straightforward <laughs> prologue, but I have the information pad just in case, eh? You never, kno- never quite know. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it was really... <laughs> oh, God, it, this race has been quite the journey so far. It started great, the prologue. We, yeah, Ollie Reese was joint second, and Max Walker was seventh, so two in the top ten. Uh,
0: wait, what? What do you mean, jo- wait, wait, uh, do you mean joint? It's, it's sorry,
1: I'm thinking in my head of like GC and, and times and stuff. He was third, oh, but okay. he was on the same time he as second place. I don't know why I said joint second. I was going uh, to ask right, whether, right. whether Tour de yeah, Portugal so using stopwatches.
2: So that removes the tenths mm. and the hundreds. So maybe joint second mm. was because they were
3: <laughs>
1: not yeah.
2: using Tour de France Tissot timing. Oh, cause it's because no, it it's old just school. because you, you <laughs> yeah. were thinking yeah.
1: of GC. <laughs> Do you know what? It'd be so fit. It'd be so fitting, wouldn't it, of this race to be? I was stopwatches and like an espresso or I don't know like a short yeah. type of di- digestive drink <laughs> in his hand on the f- on the finish line, but <laughs> missed because yeah. you're having a cigarette.
0: <laughs> one of those little. One of those little. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of those little Portuguese. Have you had any of those little Portuguese custard pies? Well, like ca- the you have to, pie don't pie you? <laughs> it's like They're I don't want this I love for them.
1: breakfast. I don't even want it after lunch, but I'm having one because <laughs> that's what you do here <laughs> <you're> in Portugal. <laughs>
0: They're really small as well. They're really dinky as well. They just like don't oh. need to bite them. Just go straight in. Yeah. Uh, Very good. Well, yeah. that's good. Oli Reese, right? Mm. Tell us about Oli Reese.
1: Big talent. He's came on a lot this year. Um, it's, I believe he's third year under 23, so he's got one more... Yeah, um, in the under-23 category, he's came on loads this year, got some good results. Uh, he's a, a sprinter type, I would say. It's funny with the under-23s because they're on that journey to find out. Even, you know, we talked about it in the tour, didn't we, about Tom Pickcock finding out what he is and, as a rider. And it's, it, yeah. it's that age when you, know, you think you're a climber maybe, um, but then you, you, you have to realise what you're good at and where your strengths are. And he's got, a, I'd say, like Ardennes type rider great sprint finish can get over probably more of the medium mountains um but again it's the first for some of them it's the first real mountains that they've ever rode on here at the tour port goes really? 25 kilometer wow. climb a couple of days ago so mm. it's it's wow. can, I, yeah. can i
0: can i just say so he finished joint he fi- sorry did, yeah, yeah go for it David yeah sorry
2: our slight delay which hopefully won't come out in the pod how proud i am of you pete in my kind of pseudo grown into this big brother kind of role which I never anticipated happening because what you're doing is a really difficult job (laughs) is being a director sportif and and managing a whole team on the road it's so cool it's kind of the fact you've got riders and staff Mm -hmm. you've got to be doing all the logistics you've got to be their coach you've got to be the director sportif and it's it's really cool especially in what is a little bit of a uh well portugal is tour of portugal is renowned as being kind of one of the old school races where it's it's it is a bit loose and
1: yeah chapeau
2: it's it's uh, just
1: i'm just giving you a bit of kudos it's,
2: because it's really
1: cool pete thanks mate it's it, it's it's been honestly after the tour it, i was i wouldn't say not looking forward to it but you know i was quite happy at home but, yeah, once you get here, or it's like any job, isn't it, sometimes? I know if it was like that for you, Ned, with the, the Royal Sports. Um, <laughs> you get into it, don't you? And you're like, oh, this is good. You you realise your passion yeah. and and everything else. And, yeah, uh, it's been I'm, – I'm really, really enjoying it so far. It's been really hard work. It's ups and downs. We've had a couple of riders who have had to leave the race through sickness and two others um, because of a crash. But the race itself is so well organized. It's incredible. It feels like you're just at a world tour race, basically. Um, So that's been great. And, yeah, just the stuff that, you know, when you read cycling news or whatever, wherever you get your results, um, the stuff you don't see behind the scenes. Um, After the first mountain stage, two of our guys were in hospital, severely ill with basically exhaustion and heat stroke. Um, so, you know, one of them felt really ill on in the camper on the way back from the stage and we had to call an ambulance at the side of the road. So it's, you know, it's stuff like that. You get back to it and we only got back to the hotel at 8 8 PM at night. So the days are so long. And then I had to take um, another rider to the hospital around 10 o'clock with similar symptoms. So, um, it's, it's this type of stuff that you don't read about and it's, it's completely savage.
0: And that was definitely, that was heat stroke, was it, Pete?
1: Yeah. That (laughs) hospitalized those two riders. It seems like, I mean, all the results and tests, the tests they did and all the results came back, it was fine. So they just put it down to fatigue, heat stroke, dehydration. Um, I don't know if, David, you, you can, well, you will understand it or whether you felt it, but again, at this age, you're going through feelings and sensations for the first time, aren't you? And that can cause I don't know maybe hysteria, hysteria or panic when you're not you're not you know that feeling of being completely empty. Some zero stages I've mm. been on my bed and just being like I I can't physically get up to go mm. down for dinner, for yeah. example. And I when you're eighteen, I've 21, and you're completely yeah, dehydrated and empty,
2: yeah, I've only had proper. Heat can cause panic, can't it?
1: And I think that could be yeah. And yeah. I
2: was coming we'd done a training camp this two thousand and eight, and we 'd come out of the jira and gone straight up to Samitz for two weeks and then we went to an altitude camp straight from that into the Pyram- Pyrenees at la Molina and a week before the tour, we rode down from La Molina back to Drona, which was one hundred and sixty Ks hundred and eighty Ks but we then raced up Rocket Corbett at the end, kind of for just kind of testing and i hadn 't realized so we'd gone from altitude and dropped down dropped back down to getting ever closer to sea level and it was getting hotter and hotter and I hadn't been drinking enough and then raced up Rock Corp and I got back to the apartment and walked in, uh, saw Nicole and I realised I wasn't sweating and I was like, that's weird.
0: Ooh. And, Ooh. and I felt yeah.
2: great and I felt amazing. I'd been, I was flying, I'd been flying the whole training camp and then over the next half an hour, hour I just started to completely lose it and got horrendous stomach cramps, my head was going weird and I went and lay on bed and I was in fetal position In, and I, I remember saying to Nicole and thankfully she hadn't had children at the time, I said it, this must be what labour feels like because <laughs> I was just in so much pain <laughs> <laughs> And it was the most horrendous two hours. I think probably one of the most horrendous uh, two hours. Because you're just in a bed and you're like, what the hell is this? And, uh, yeah, so heat stroke. Yeah. And I've never had it since because it was one of the most horrible experiences of my life. So I I feel for your kids because you can be the most experienced and trained and uh, chaperoned and protected athlete. But if you make the mistake once, it's kind of you You hopefully never make it again because it's, it's brutal.
1: Yeah, and you have to be so responsible because you can never say, "Oh, I think you'll be okay." We'll just, you know, just get some sleep and see how it is in the morning. Because you've got you've got such a duty of care because they are eighteen and mm. their mums and dads are at home worrying about them. Um, so that's probably that's probably the not the hardest part of the job, but or not even the most challenging. Just the sense of responsibility you have because of their age, um, mm. you know, cool. comes a lot of a lot of pressure really to do to do the right mm. thing. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's great.
0: Yeah. Net, I know. I, I never know. I never know whether it's okay to share, like my experiences with you guys. When you're on a riff like that, talking about shared common experiences of having been a professional bike racer, and here's Muggins here in the podcast with no experience of having been a professional bike racer. I'm on a slightly unequal podium footing here. But so I never know whether it's okay to share experience of heatstroke from the real world outside of professional bike racing or not. Because I've got I've got a, a heatstroke tro- heat experience, but I, you know I don't know if you'd be interested. You might just you might just dismiss it out of hand, like oh just like you are. I I think you were just <laughs> hot. I was <laughs> <laughs> just really hot. <laughs> That's the end of the story. <laughs> I was in the troupe one day and it was
1: super hot. What happened, Ned? No, I was holidaying <laughs> in the summer of 1996, and this time
0: <laughs> you're close. It was the summer of 19 oh, I can't remember what it was actually. Um, no, I went when I was my first end of my first year at university. I went on holiday with a bunch of friends to Israel and Egypt, and we went right down to the south of Egypt, down to the Sudanese border, a place called Luxor, the Valley of the Kings. And of course, I was completely unprepared for 40 degree heat that I was encountering for the first time in my life twice as hot as anything I'd ever experienced. (laughs) And I was just swanning around in the mid-afternoon sun, absolutely no hat on or anything, completely pink like that, and went back to our hostel that we were staying in, and then just like you've described, except without the physical exertion, my world collapsed, you know, I started to feel, (laughs) I, I wrapped up in the fetal position, all that sort of thing, I was shivering. I wasn't, exactly like you described, I wasn't sweating anymore. And that was really strange. And then I started to fade in and out of consciousness a little bit and and got a bit delirious. At which point my friends who I was traveling with got really worried about me and went down to the the guy who ran the hostel. And the guy who ran the hostel said, go round the corner to the market and buy a big bag, like a really big bag of lemons. What? And they went, okay, because they didn't know what else to do. So they went round, they came back with like, they told me subsequently, because I can't remember any of this, like a great big kind of like, 10 kilo sack of lemons and this bit i do remember this massive guy who ran the hostel egyptian guy sat on the end of my bed and took one lemon at a time bit it in half like that and just smothered all the lemon juice and all the pulp from the lemon all over me he told me to take all my clothes off (laughs) and just smothered me in lemon juice particularly my head particularly my head like that and uh and do you know what after it took him about half an hour to do that. As soon as he'd done it, he, he wrapped me in um, the bed sheets, and I just fell asleep, <laughs> like that. And I fell as, <laughs> I fell asleep for twenty hours, and woke up absolutely fresh. I mean, the bed sheets were stuck to me because I was just stuck in like <laughs> dried up lemon juice all over all over my body. But it sent me instantly to sleep. And then after that. Because the showers in the hostel weren't very good. I couldn't get all the lemon juice out of my hair. So I felt fully recovered. And the next day I walked out. And it's the only time I've ever gone blonde. Because <laughs> 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 I had that funny, like, what lemon juice does to your hair. It just bleached my hair blonde. <laughs> so there you go. That is Pete. bonkers. I remember that one, lemon yeah. juice. Uh, do you know what? If anyone Christ. does
1: anything like, with enough conviction, you'll believe it. Yeah. It's like, true yeah, true lemon actually, yeah. juice. Yeah, oh, this great. You know, you know exactly what you're doing. You've ob- you obviously do because you've sent someone to get a kilo of lemons you're on top of me for yeah. half an hour squirting it rubbing it <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna work
2: but that's true Pete Because that's it's got to that's a s- <laughs> a why else would to you plan. be doing it that's all this thing that we're <laughs> learning now is the power so of true. expectation like placebo effect is essentially a lot yeah. of what we are given and what we do it's the power of conviction and the the desire to believe in it yeah. so if you yeah. have somebody that can convince you the power of the mind allows you to to do yeah. it yeah, it's phenomenal. It
0: allows it to work. It's like it's, yeah. it's the Jumbo Visma philosophy, yeah. isn't it? We yeah. win, huh? yeah. we win. It's normal with the, for the belief, and with the belief comes the winning. Always with the belief is the winning as a consequence of the belief. You <laughs> believe, you win. That's are you do. How is your motivational um, race tactics talks going in the bus uh, before the race? I, t- I take a very
1: very relaxed approach to my DSing. Do yeah,
0: doesn't surprise me.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, and I just remember it as a rider. I just, too much information, it just starts going over your head and you're on the start line. Yeah. Like already unmotivated because the team talks being too intense and the same on the radio. It's like, if I want them to really, if I want something that I'm going to say to be important, I want it to be impactful and not just, you know, lost in an hour of talking about essentially nothing. And you know what I mean? Yeah. As long as they know where the dangerous descents are, what the climbs are, um, that's that's all the information they need. Oh, earpods keep falling. Yeah. On. What about so yeah. um, you're right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so so yeah Try and keep it quite, quite brief, really. Uh, exactly. right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know,
2: Ned. Um, please, uh, so yeah. the Royal Sports Games. Um, you obviously did one yeah. of the biggest Royal stints biggest stints in commentary history uh, on the final day, but also I oh, think yeah. it was long. But I also think you've seen a lot what have you taken away from the Royal Sports Day
0: well you will remember that last time we podded we left off uh, just as I was facing the prospect of commentating on the BBC uh, on the mountain bike races that's how we left off yeah and you were showing I think both of you a great deal of um, fraternal concern on my behalf as to how it might Mm go I did I definitely felt that you both supported Mm me I I think that's what it was anyway um Mm -hmm. But do you know what? It was okay. Mountain bike racing pretty odd, though, I have to say. Because it's quite hard to read. I mean, I, d- I don't understand. Well, I kind of do understand, but I also don't understand in mountain bike racing and in cyclocross that it's kind of seeded and ranked, isn't it? So the stronger riders mm. get put on the grid at the, b- at, the, at the front. And so they just ride off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... So it's kind of over quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, it's a spectacle. It's kind of... Although having said that, it kind of wasn't over quite quickly because things can go dramatically wrong like that in mountain bike racing and they did. There was a Scottish rider called Chris Aldridge who, on the least technical section, so he got over all the rocks and all the steps and all the berms and all the bits that I learned about and all the drop-offs and all that, so I got all that bit right and then he got onto this little grassy quite harmless looking well, series of Well, it freaks them out, doesn't it? You know,
1: untechnical stuff for mountain bikers. They don't know what to do I, and I, <laughs> I guess,
0: I, I guess that's exactly it. So the constant... <laughs> The concentration levels just dropped yeah. a little bit. And also because it hasn't rained for ages here, the grass is really dry and the tires are not set, they're set up to cope with all the yeah. technical, difficult bits. And so they just, he went around this corner and just flip like that. And he, and he put his bike down on the derailleur side. So he just ripped his mech off oh completely. No. Um, and then there's most savage rule about um, getting mechanical assistance. Cause then he had to essentially walk his bike for two and a half kilometers to get into the, the pit oh, lane man. you know so but this right, is what I mean but Ned that this is what we yeah.
2: talked about in the last podcast was that it's why mountain biking is the bridge between uh, gravel and the Tour de France it's, it's the last when we talked about the fork in yeah. the road it, that's it, mountain biking still holds that that you yeah, have to look after yourself I don't know in, gra- Pete, in gravel races they have to look after themselves oh
1: yeah I think don't they know. do yeah pretty sure Maybe. they do I mean, um, I mean this but is I this I the first year where it's UCI regulated
2: so it depends what UCI are bringing into it because they make the rules so we've got in Seattle well as long as they don't bring the tarmac the into it and um. uh, gravel world championships yeah but that's interesting because that, that goes to show it's still a little bit um, uh, what was the guy who fixed his forks Ned?
3: Eugene, Eugene Christophe Christoph. so that, oh, that oh, yeah. was a bit How of a Eugene Christophe
2: moment So mountain biking still, it has more in common with the original Tour de France than the Tour de France does. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what he did (laughs) was
0: he he had to, he he realised that actually there was about a kilometre and a half where it was roughly downhill all the way to the the pit lane. So he had to get to that that bit where it started to go downhill and he he kind of flapped the remains of his mech over the, what do you call the bit of the, I don't Still know, the, sh- I don't we'll know just, it we'll just call it a
1: shoulder for the podcast sake, just, <laughs> just a shoulder, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just over just shoulder. And then, he so went. He
0: then <laughs> and then he kind of free <laughs> down these, um, anyway, but that was good, I enjoyed the mountain biking, but the very next day, slippy grass was, was what I took from day. that by the way,
1: slippy grass on a mountain bike Sli- with knobbly tyres, you know, with knobbly tyres, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it, would it, it might have been better for him if it was muddy, but it wasn't muddy, it was too smooth, you know, it's too slippy, <laughs> I don't know. Technical, um, but the Threw next him. day it was an individual time trial, David, which is your old discipline to t- time trial mm. to t- tech, time trial, this, and all that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and it was quite exciting, it was quite exciting. <laughs> Rowan Dennis smashed it absolutely smashed it. Mm. Who um, was second? Uh, uh, and then guess, well, Fred Wright. Oh. Why, was he, why, why was he second, seconds. David?
2: Fred Wright, because he's just the most amazing bike he bike was, he the was, fi- he's so he's so was third.
0: Well, who was third, Geraint yeah. Thomas? But guess what? Guess, guess what, what, Geraint Thomas David, did.
1: David, guess what happened to Geraint Thomas? Uh, guess what happened, um, David? I am going to
2: say that he may be uh, crashed on a corner. Will he yep. go too fast into a corner? Yeah.
0: Yes, he went too oh, fast into totally a corner. I totally guess that because because <laughs> <laughs> I I, I used
2: to have this theory with with <laughs> G is because he is came from the track background, phenomenal athlete. I I always felt that he got too strong because of all the wonderful science and training that Team Sky and British Olympics gave him. That he never learned to ride a bike as fast as he could ride a bike because he skipped all the technical stuff, and so corners still trip him out. I know you're going to go against me because you know I've got this thing about <laughs> that, but that was that's one of my theories on G. Hmm.
1: <laughs> you got a quiet silence. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's. It's got a good. It's a good uh, get out of jail free card um, from the day when you ripped into him at the Tour de France that time. Remember that, Ned?
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, it's, but it's done with love, isn't it, David? It, it is. It, it is. I, I care, but it's you know. I, but you just feel. I, I genuinely you know.
2: care about Gary. I just, I just think just David think was. It was. It's just. Oh yeah. I genuinely. You were just
1: on one of those days, weren't yeah. yeah.
2: you? Well, I was on one of those days where I was going <laughs> on one of my kind of vitriolic kind of. Well, it's just more emotional rather than rational, and it's like. Why is he crashing? It's like you, somebody's got to stop him. Somebody's got to slow him down, or just teach him to slow down <laughs> at the right places, and and think about what's coming up rather than just just machining it out. It's um yeah. Oh, that's a shame. And did he hurt himself? I guess yeah.
0: not. Well, I think he would. No, he didn't hurt himself too badly. Uh, he mu- it looked like for a while like his bike was a bit kind of damaged, and then he rode on, and he was on the radio going, "Bike's not working. Bike's not working. Need a bike change. Need a bike change." And I think his bike was working fine, and was, they just was went, Darren no, no, Tudor there. Like is Darren Tudor, Tudor still doing that? So people? he was a bit. He was a bit.
1: Darren Tudor.
0: <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, isn't it? I Think so.
1: Mm, I could yeah. not tell you to be honest.
0: I think but, it was. But I think it was. I should have known that really, but um. But he would have won. I think he would have won the time trial. He was going that well. I think so. Righty, but, um, right, G. but Sharp right-hand corner. <laughs> <close> see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you go in. I go Indian when I do well. So it's hard.
0: Oh, that's very that's <laughs> perilous. that. Mm. But what I found amazing about the the Commonwealth Games time trial was because um, Oh, by the way, the first rider off, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, I should check um, um, and then get back to you. But he was he, he's represented Ghana before last year at the um, at the World Championships. And he uh, represented them here at the Commonwealth Games this year. I think he's 48 or 49 years old. So by far the oldest nice. rider in the field. And um, self-fund- completely self-funded, right? So he's, he's crowdfunded all his kit and all his travel and all this sort of thing to get to the World Championships and the Commonwealth Games. He's a Londoner, yeah, but of Ghanaian heritage. But his, um, his day job, get this, he's a doorman at the House of Commons and has been for 20 years. That's awesome. Very cool story. Very Commonwealth Games kind of Still stuff. Commonwealth
2: very common Games. games. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: But because it was quite a long time trial, it was 35 kilometres or something like that for the men, um, But because it was quite long and the field was so varied and diverse in terms of their, their ability, the amount of riders that were being caught and passed oh, yeah. by the stronger riders who went off later, and therefore the amount of team cars following on the riders that had to be pulled to the side of the road, it was actually like a... a um, a, regu- a race regulator's nightmare,
1: organising the... Like um, one of those velon races the where they used to finish yeah, with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly like> a town car. Yeah, exactly. Basically that. like a bunch race. Yeah. Um, but yeah. worst but job in the do world do for a cyclist, You did one of those, it, Pete. To be a doorman, like on your feet all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did yes. one in Hong Kong, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Very random. It kind of disappeared, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. very random
0: so that was the that was the men's individual time trial did the women's individual time trial as well Anna Henderson um, who's super strong she got the silver medal uh, in that competition for England um, off the top of my head I can't, I'm going to have to check a few facts here because I can't remember who got the gold so talk amongst go- yourselves while yeah, I uh, so actually fish out some information Pete
2: yeah. did you pay attention to the Manx performance mm? did you pay attention to
1: the Manx performance So the whose performance the Manx the Manx uh, a little bit. I've, there's a bit of controversy over team selection for the Isle of Man. Uh They didn't take Max Walker for the road race, which I think is completely absurd. Uh, and yeah, I was watching the women's race in the car. Um, the, the mechanic had it on his phone when I was driving, so I was able to watch that. But uh, we were working by the time the, the men's road race was mm. on, so I'd, I yep. have no idea, to be honest. No, what happened? The d- yeah, the dude who won the road race, yeah. he won the uh, track.
0: Well, just for the sake of completeness yeah you'll come to c- come to that grace grace brown uh, apps for australia absolutely smashed the individual time trial for the women um it was a it was a really dominant performance ahead of uh, uh, anna henderson and then the women's road race they made the riders go off so both the women's road race and the men's road race were on sunday and they made the women start at eight o'clock in the morning for heaven's sake mm. and 120 kilometer race um seven times around this this circuit in warwick Eight o'clock in the morning? See, that's I a bit insane. So to- I have I'm no idea why. I'm they totally
2: cool with that? Because I would love an eight o'clock start. Me for too. Are you, oh, yeah? Yeah, I'd say that's much better.
0: What, so you're done
1: early? Yeah,
2: you just get up because you're already nervous. You're professional. You
0: wake it's up like if you your race pro- at
1: seven o'clock in the morning, you get it's up. Cooler. And and it's cooler. athletes start races at like 7 a.m. and they just get up yeah. at four. It's fine. Oh, 8 a.m. so it's much better
2: starting okay. at lunchtime or the early afternoon. That's inhumane to be starting bike races at yeah. midday that's ridiculous yeah so I'd say the woman got a good deal on that one interesting
0: I, you, yeah, so I'd you. never thought about it like yeah. that yeah huh yeah yeah um, okay alright yeah Um. Well, not well, thought about s- it like that yeah yeah the women 's race the women 's race was won by australia 's Georgia Baker in a sprint Nia Evans from Scotland was second and Sarah Roy uh, picked up a bronze medal for Australia as well but it was a, it wasn't i 'll be completely honest it wasn 't a great race because um, the Australian team were head and shoulders head and shoulders stronger than any of the other teams, and so nothing got away for one hundred and twenty kilometers every single attack was marked by uh, one of the Australians so it was kind of like it was almost impossible to commentate on it. It was exhausting
1: to Bit commentate like on it. Bit like Cab's the world championships he won. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, was just like you're just welcome. Like you were
1: there, David, weren't you? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, tated, I, I, I no, curated that. I curated that. Basically, tactic. shut shut the whole race down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it was pretty epic to watch. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's
0: what the women's race. But the men's race, the men's race was the entire sort of like polar opposite because. Um, because Caleb Ewan withdrew sort of late on so when Caleb Ewan withdrew from the Australian team that literally left Cavendish that left Mark Cavendish as the only out and out sprinter in the field no one else Mm. apart from him so that really simplified the tactics for every other strong team it was like and there were no climbs at all on the on the course so it's like get rid of Cavendish get rid of the Isle of Man and uh, that's all they did so England's Wales, Australia, New Zealand, those teams in particular just attacked relentlessly from the start and Ben Swift and Mark Cavendish had to try and um, pull everything back and eventually, boom, a 15 rider group went and Ben Swift was in it, so great, so the Isle of Man have at least got representation there, Um, they get up the road, uh, Rwanda have missed the move, and they put their three riders, Paul Sods, they put them on the front for a lap like that. But then, you know, they just went, and that was that. And then Cavendish has lost the race, so he's just rolling around with a face like thunder. And then the Isle of Man team, that all their, you know, all their hopes are pinned pinned on Ben Swift, who didn't have a didn't have a great day, and he was one of the first riders to be dropped. But after that, it was an amazing sort of finale because that 15 rider group, just there were so many attacks from that group that you thought. Um, that's the race-winning move. Oh, no, it's not. That's the race-winning move. Oh, no, that one isn't either. And in the end, it all came down to the sprints. And Aaron Gate, who um, used to ride with Aqua Blue oh, yeah. back in the day, yeah, you remember yeah, them? Yeah. So he he had a brief, he had a brief not world tour, but Pro Conti career that um, actually meant that he'd raced the Vuelta twice when Aqua Blue did it. But other than that, he hasn't, really got, he hasn't got a team at the moment. He races on the road at Conti level in New Zealand. But he, on the track, absolutely dominated in London and picked up three gold medals in the individual pursuit, the team pursuit and the points race. Then he comes to the road, does a brilliant individual time trial just outside of the medals. And then he turns out he's got, he's got a brilliant sprint on him and he won the sprint comfortably in the road race and made it four awesome. gold medals. So he'll be, riding, cool. he'll be riding back at World Tour level, I would imagine. Can we and he's a rea- he's got a brilliant mullet as well, like you know all the Kiwis have got that amazing mullet, mm. like sort of thing going on.
2: Can we just jump oh, yeah. back because after yeah. our, our podcast last week, I went back and um, looked at the results from San Sebastian and saw Remco. Yeah, had won by
0: Remco. Did yeah. he
2: literally just ride away from them and win by two minutes, kind of just early age? Because I haven't watched or I don't know. Pete, do you see anything? I of don't us? know. We haven't. None of us have, have we? No. I guess not.
0: What's that? I don't know whether Pete can hear us anymore. No, I can. I no. can. No, you can. My earbuds have His just. His earbuds have failed.
1: Ran out of batteries, <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. yeah. I just thought I'd drop um, I drop that in there. I don't know, but I imagine
0: that's how we won it, David. Yeah. No, no. I
2: was just wondering because I just thought that was pretty amazing and kind of went under the radar. As have you for, you for us? Maybe, have you guys on the Royal Games? But. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs>
1: yeah. <goes> back. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys figured out where I'm going on holiday yet? At the end of the year, on my family holiday. Who? Have you figured out where I'm going on my family holiday yet this year? Oh no! no. Which you've You'd you you've be been really co- cryptic about it. Holds really close to your heart. Right. Yeah, you you're still not nowhere near it, are you?
0: No one near. No. No. no, no, can't can't figure it out. You're going to
1: tell us? Oh, I thought you wanted to try and guess it. All right. Well, I've tried Isle of Wight. Well, I tried Isle of Man. I tried Scotland. Uh, I, what about Portugal? That's where you're at. You're
2: just going to stay there after. going to come. Well, there? the
1: clue. The clue. The The clue was it's it's to do with you two. You two. You pair alone, uh, not me. Lewisham. And you, you just, that's you can't, you cannot even get close to it. It's no well, that's
0: got nothing to do with you, has it, David? That's, I mean, very And there's prizes you. involved, there's um, all sorts. Ealing.
1: Ealing. No, you've already said Ealing. <laughs> 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 I've
0: already said that, We're yeah. Anyway, you and me, are ponds are on it. Let's see oh if you can no. get it by the end Aberdeen. of the Aberdeen. Aberdeen. We're both going to be in Aberdeen. No. Quite soon. No. no. Okay, we'll have to carry on guessing.
2: London. No.
1: So far off the mark. So cold.
2: Is it somewhere we've been on the Tour de France where Paris. we've done a podcast where we've waxed lyrical about it? And it was so inspirational no, to it's you and just your family you pair. that you've decided. It's
1: nothing to do with me or the podcast. Oh, oh yeah, you're great. coming to yeah. where we're doing. I can't, so. I can't believe how far Britain off It's a family or. holiday. No, it just, it says so much about you, you two individuals that you don't know it. That it like in terms of your lifestyles. Uh. I don't know how you can
0: group us together like that because you can't say your lifestyles because David's lifestyle and my lifestyle are are the opposite ends of one spectrum.
1: But that's also why you're not you're not getting it because it's like bang in the middle probably somewhere.
0: (laughs) 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 That makes no sense. It does.
2: It's Bang in the middle of your lifestyle. You've got to tell us. So just... Oh, you tell you us now? Us, no, we did like in what we talked about in the last... One. Yeah,
1: just tell us. Antalya.
0: Antalya! Antalya! Oh. Brilliant. Of course. Because oh, of are, course really David's, David's not actually, going David. to
1: holiday on Turkey because he's, he's in Barcelona with these beautiful, huge mansion homes with his private swimming pools and yachts and... Uh, Oh. Yeah. Ned's not going oh, yeah. to think. Oh yeah, actually,
0: uh, yeah actually, I've got a thing I want to say. I've got a thing I want to say to you about Antalya, Pete. That you've got to go and see, David. Termesos Oh my God! The, the amphitheatre of Termesos, I think we mentioned it to you before. Yeah. You've got to go there. I will. It's maybe about an hour, an hour's drive outside yeah. of Antalya. But it's absolutely you've got to go and see the amphitheatre. It'll blow your mind. You're, you're, you, can you not believe now that you didn't get it. it. I can't believe yeah, I didn't get it. I can't believe I didn't. it's So obvious. So obvious. Yeah yeah it's where are you staying which hotel it'd be so weird if you stayed in know, the same uh, hotel I feel for like it's
1: Titanic something deluxe what was deluxe Titanic what or something but it's really all nice. inclusive there's job. a nice hotel sh- you should yeah. have told Sometimes us you could have, have kids, got your yeah.
2: hookup. I know
1: yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like we know people we know people in Antalya we're quite you've got connections we're quite well connected yeah
0: also no, a brilliant bakery I rode for about 10 kilometres to go to this specific bakery as well um, and to get those beautiful kind of fresh breads with a crusted with the sesame seed, that they come straight out of the oven, oh. and a little one of those little lovely glasses of Turkish tea with a l- tiny bit of sugar in. I love, I love that whole vibe. I think it's absolutely brilliant. You're going to eat well. Oh, you don't eat fish. Turkish baths. Everything else. Yeah. Yeah. How's,
1: going, really yeah. how's your holiday going, David? It's going really yeah, well. Yeah. How's your holiday going,
0: David?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's. Oh. Um, uh, it's. It's not terrible. We went out on a boat, the biggest boat <laughs> I've been on my life the other day. Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah, so here's some context. Some context for our podcast listeners. So obviously we're in a WhatsApp group. I'm in the middle of royal. You know, Pete's doing this incredibly intense job in Portugal. I'm in the middle of um, royal sports day hell. I mean, you know, like nice positive hell, but hell nonetheless. <laughs> in the in the west. Purgatory. We're both working really hard. David's been on the long. David's been on the longest holiday <laughs> I've ever known. You take yeah, that, it's yeah, just yeah, endless. Yeah, it's still finish. going. And then you post. On this WhatsApp group, you post a picture. Pete, describe what the picture was like, the one he posted.
1: Well, first of all, it was a picture of um, him and his lovely family walking to this huge super yacht at like (laughs) 9 a.m. And then the next one, they're on like a table out on deck, um, books fizzed, fruit fruit chopped up in all manner of shapes and sizes, like I've never seen (laughs) fruit chopped in my life. I don't know, like four butlers. just yeah, crazy. Yeah. I was this just is, like, did appear, you're stop right. There it. did
0: appear to be some like waiters yeah, hanging around, was, just to sort of bring stuff. the next. Like, this treat is by to the way. This is my. This, so this
2: is my sister's life, by the way. This is I'm I'm tagging <laughs> along to my sister's life, and it's it's super baller and it was amazing and we we went to to the port and it's a big port and my sister's kind of walking around oh, where's the boat Where are collecting and they said oh it's the biggest boat here and we were like what and it was just this 85 foot <laughs> gin palace just sitting there oh with God. all this team of people oh waiting God. for us it was like it was kind of just surreal so what
0: happened what happened after breakfast uh, then we went and what i happened after breakfast i was kind of
2: having fun with the kids and it's it's literally kind of it's it's like a beautiful five-star hotels so there's kind of like whole living rooms dining rooms there's so I was hanging out and we were playing around but then we eventually got somewhere to stop and swim and this was really cute because it's it's so big and my sister and I we, as soon as we we um we anchor up we're jumping off the top and we got up there and it's really high and it was scary and I jumped off with Franz because in Hong Kong, we used to kind of do that sort of thing in our old days and our lovely lives. And, uh, and then Harvey, who's our nine-year-old, he was like, I want to jump off the top. And I was like, okay, and went up with him. And he was just psyching himself up. So he was terrified. And Archie, his older brother, who refused to do it, he said, Harvey, daddy will give you five euros if you do it. And I was like, "I'll do it." And he jumped off. And then we got in. And and I've been saying, "I'm going to dive off the top," but I I couldn't find the courage to do it because it was so high. And after seeing Harvey do that, I was like, "You know what? I'm going to do it just to show Harvey you can do it." And that was kind of the highlight of my day was Harvey and I just terrifying ourselves jumping off the top of the boat. And it was just a really nice day, and it was super privileged, and never been on a boat that big. And. Yeah, it was kind of magical, because when you're not used to that sort of thing, it's, it's, it's really surreal, it's not the sort of thing you even want to do all the time, I can't imagine how people do that sort of thing all the time, because it's so mad. But yeah, and that's the holiday other than that, it's been us just chilling out, and as you say, I never go on holiday, So and with family friends I've known for 20 years uh, that I don't ever spend time with, and with, they've got kids the same age, and it's good, and it's, it's really interesting just not doing much and it's quite nice touching in with you guys and see you guys do the, the, what we normally do all the time because I'm like and the same as Pete I'm mm-hmm. like oh like, it's kind of nice this feels equally as home talking to you guys as being here I'm like I'm gonna go and do the pod so I want to speak to the guys <laughs> then it's like back to normal yeah yeah <laughs> it's
3: it's,
2: funny. it's sense of normality <laughs> oh, again yeah. and also I had a similar experience on my also, holiday
1: with um, Axel sorry
2: no sorry I was also going to say because uh, Pete's omnipresent in our lives here because he coaches my sister. So a lot of the day's plans are kind of pivoting around the training plan that Pete has for her. And so that's really sweet as well because she's completely bought in now, isn't she, Pete? Just getting it done.
1: And so a couple of days, days ago, her her triathlons in her triathlons in it's three weeks when she gets home on what day are we on today? When she gets home on Monday. Uh, it'll be three weeks from from then so yeah this is her two week this was her two week training block i didn't realize she was on like a family holiday to be honest but it's like yeah yeah. she's her training comes first and uh, she's Mm. absolutely smashing it um so no she's doing amazing but um yeah she's doing good sounds epic i'm so jealous yeah
0: it's, yeah it's lovely. Yeah so uh, yeah when that when that picture when that picture landed in our WhatsApp group I was actually I was standing on Warwick station waiting for a train <laughs> <laughs> observing the fact that neither of the digital displays neither of the digital displays told the right time in fact they told separate On the two different platforms, they had different times of day, neither of which were the correct time of day, and there was no information about the trains. But much more pressingly than that, because it was quite early in the morning, i just had breakfast and then a bit of a bike ride to get to the station. I needed needed the loo. I had 20 minutes until the train was going to come, and I needed the loo. And obviously, Warwick Station didn't have didn't have a toilet so i had to uh, ride off to warwick hospital which is just round the corner and i had to i had to walk into the only it's quite early in the morning i had to walk into i think it was the oncology unit <laughs> like past reception but really confident like i i knew oh, yeah. that i was Always this is a legitimate business but i had to really psych myself up i had to go to the toilet basically but then i kind of convinced myself that this is absolutely fine i'm a you know i pay my taxes here i'm a citizen here the nhs is publicly owned and essentially, like, this is a um, this is a medical situation, isn't it? it I mean, this is, is completely. I need tr- you know, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I need to, this needs to get a bit re- Yeah. You so I thought it was legitimate, but I was ju- I'd literally just been through this experience in Warwick when Bing, you post this picture of you giving yourself Bucks fizz on this um, on this yacht. In uh, where are you? a Barcelona, yeah, near Barcelona. Just north of Barcelona. Yeah. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Good times
0: oh well, very good um, actually it's just one thing very good I've been doing um, can I just say yeah no no yeah, just, to, just,
2: just, just to finish off the holiday thing I was just down with um, Turville fam- the Jameses and um, one of them James van der Sey. we were having one of those kind of holiday poolside chats and got into um, baths and he was and, but he, he said because he doesn't believe in why, why would a man have a bath and this was a really kind of like weird one to go into because huh. Yeah, because he says, I don't know any men that have baths. And I find this very strange. Um, but it's, so I just wanted to kind of bring that up. Because, to be honest, I don't have a bath very often. and I'm I don't, don't bath. You don't bath. You, um,
0: yeah. No.
1: Do you bath, Ned? Don't enjoy it. No, uh, I don't bath. Okay. I no, I don't bath. Check, check, I don't check bath. The depth
0: Having that. said that, you know... I do remember the first time I ever went to France, ever went abroad at all. I was 12 or 13, and it was my first experience of a B day. I'd never seen a B day before, and nobody in my family had ever seen a B day before. So there was no one on hand to explain what a B day was. So obviously, I mistook it for a toilet. <laughs> And used it as such as well, uh, with, with all the disastrous consequences that you might imagine. But but then I worked out what a B day was, sort of later later on in life. But it's taken me 20 tours de France, and only on this tour de France did I understand how to manage. You know, in the cheaper French hotels, the really quite I mean sub campanile we're talking like the bottom of the range that we get you know you quite often have a, a really quite small bath like a really short bath mm. and, and, but a shower that can't really be attached to the wall it's just well, like lying there they, they
2: I have don't, want in this they don't have attachments for the, they don't have attachments in the wall it's literally you kind of they, no, no attachment no attachment so it's just you go in a, vertical, a vertical fetal position and then you have to shower yourself
0: so but I, but no, but no, no. so you don't go vertical. There's nothing vertical about it at all. So that I've only just realized that the way to use that, because there's no shower curtain either, the way to use it is you get in and sit down as if you were in a bath. No, but that's what I mean. And you is shower seated that, like that. But,
2: no, but that's what I mean. It's a vertical fetal position. So, so if you're in a, a fetal position horizontal, then just pivoted oh, vertical. Oh, Sorry, yeah. So you're sitting on your bum in a fetal <laughs> position, vertical. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. And then you have to shower yourself. And it's, it's one of the most it feels like you're you're nursing yourself. It's very strange. I mm. don't like that.
0: It, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A self-administered yeah. care yeah. home. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I did
1: it this morning, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it took me so long to realize because for years in that in that situation I've been trying to shower standing up using that shower, you know. Like that, and just water getting all over them. Took me, honestly, it's taken me 20 years to realize you've just got to sit down. Use the bath as a bath, but the shower at a lower thing. But then, you, so know, you know what's worse it.
2: about those, those situations is they don't, in those, those types of hotels, they don't do gel. They only have soap. Soap. Shower no, gel. a bar of soap. Shower gel. Sachets. So a bar of soap. So then you've, so then you've got bar to put soap. the shower down in order, because it's quite hard. You kind of need yes. two hands to use a bar of soap. So then you've got the shower going everywhere or you've got to turn it off or you clamp, time or clamp it between your knees.
0: Clamp it between yeah. your knees. Yeah, that like old that. one. But then, <laughs> or or you use your feet like that. Mm. But then that's, that always kind of goes wrong, doesn't it? But then yeah. you've got to But those little bars of soap as well. They're always in very difficult plastic wrappers can't to do open. It. And the trying sachets, to bite it open. Uh, the gel, uh, shower gel sachets, you can't do it. You yeah. have to bite it open.
1: And you always taste you it. You have to bite yeah. it open. Yeah. Good times. Oh, I'm missing the Tour de France already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Well, sh- when we, so but Pete, how long? How much longer are you in Portugal for?
1: I l- well, so my life's pretty full gas at the minute. Full gas eh? Full gas. Yeah, full, full gas, gas all the way. Um, because hmm. now I will. Well, I leave Portugal on next Monday, which is the fifteenth. Finishes with a time trial, and booked on the Euro Tunnel, whatever it's called, Star Tunnel. Um, yep. drive the car back to London on this morning of the seventeenth brilliant get drop the car off then I fly straight back to France to start the Tour de l'Avenir <laughs> so oh, yeah. on the 18th right. and 19th what f- what?
0: you got to wave the race off I think you?
1: so uh, so I'll get home yeah I, I don't know on the 19th maybe but yeah in the last eight weeks I will have had five days at home wow. and I thought I was retired yeah. obviously not yeah, yeah. we're <laughs> well, never oh. retired cool
0: Fair play. No, I echo. I echo David's thoughts. Fair play yeah. to you, Pete. It's really impressive. Man. Could you, um, so, yeah. could we just sign off with Pete? Give
2: it. us, give us a, a pep talk a for, a pep talk talk for tomorrow for the stage. Yeah. Or imagine yeah. just give yeah. us yeah. a, yeah, talks through tomorrow. stage more of a in the camp motivating the guys. In a kind of motivating yeah. yeah. I. Well, tomorrow, to tomorrow we're just
1: so tomorrow is a ridiculously hard climb to finish. Uh, I'm talking. I think it's around. I don't, haven't properly checked yet but it's between 7 and 10k and it's got the last 3ks at like 15% it's up to an observatory Ooh. and tomorrow, and after that it's got 3 uh, potential breakaway days so for our guys tomorrow it's a case of saving get through the day efficiently as possible and then the next 3 days is the first hour of the race it's got to be treated like the last hour of the race because it's going to be won in the first hour in terms of getting in the breakaway so that's where all our focus is going and they've got three days to do it because then you've got another mountain mountain finish and then a time trial um on the last day in porto the country yeah because i checked you haven't
0: way. got i don't think you've got a rider in gc have no, you any longer no, right
1: no um so yeah all in for the stages so stages yeah, portugal enough. has been fantastic and oh, oh, it's just beautiful it's great not uh, i've never been to a country as undulating in, i mm. thought the Al- that you couldn't beat the Alaman, but this is like never seen anything like it there is not a flat piece <laughs> of road f- from what i've seen anyway because you know you race um as a pro in the algarve don't you and mm. you know that's where you potentially could go on holiday if you're british but this part of portugal is like the wild west it's great you For- you would love it ned Absolutely love it, old castles, yeah. very picturesque, um, each city and towns unique. they have all those little every every town is like is, so you would be, be on these big a roads and then you drop down into these towns and there 'd be cobbled descents, speed bumps, cobble climb out of it, back onto the a road. Oh, I love it. Uh, In the convoy, absolutely mental. Commissaires don't care what anyone does. It's like eight abreast fighting for positions, people beeping at you, (laughs) loads of directors who haven't, you know, maybe haven't really been a professional themselves and this is it. Like, they just, you know, they're in a race themselves. It's just every man for themselves. It's nuts. But I I, I actually think I, I love it. Like, it stresses me out, but there's a huge part of me where I'm like, this is great. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't really like order, to be honest. <laughs> I, I quite like it. I quite like this. <laughs> You're like so I, I'm already thinking about next year. I can't wait. I'm looking at races we can... Other races we can do in Portugal. Yeah, and get, uh, <laughs> Jose Azevedo. You'll, you'll know him, David, don't you? Uh,
2: I remember Jose From Azevedo. Yeah, yeah, US Postal and Discovery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Wind down the window. Ciao. How's it going? Oh, good, mate. Good. Yeah, hard days. <laughs> oh, yeah, super hard. Um Anything you need, just ask. I'm like, you know it, buddy.
0: <laughs> 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 plenty of universal language oh, knocking yeah. around, Pete. Plenty of universal language yeah. between the cars. Great. Oh, great. So yeah, oh. yeah. Very good. Oh. All right then. Yeah. Okay. Nice to see you both. You too. Pete. Yeah. I nice may see, see you when you come through London. Let's hook up maybe. Yeah. We could even yeah. we could even do a pod when you're in London. We could be like physically yeah. in the same space, and David on a link. We'll oh see. yeah
1: yeah 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 maybe maybe how far from gatwick airport are you you? not that far could could ride around i might be in a gatwick airport well i'm yeah i potentially next um next i don't know next week (laughs) i'm gonna be there for like eight Mm -hmm. hours so maybe i could get a train or something
0: yeah, well let's w- let's hook up. Let's pl- let's plan to do that. I like the way we're just like doing the whole yeah. logistics <laughs> kind of organisation thing as part of the podcast. It's very well, interesting.
2: Oh, just thing. just just to finish off, just because right. Ned has been sitting there the whole time. Yeah. Wearing uh, a roadbook musette.
0: Yeah. What is that? I know because I've got dash. I'm going to my mum and dad's, and I've got this ready because I'm gonna I'm gonna put my laptop in it like that, and I'm gonna go on the train to see my mum and dad, and I'm gonna edit edit the podcast and upload it from the train that's how dedicated i am boom all right all right see
2: ya bye
0: bye see ya ya. ya. cheers bye